Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Happy May Day to all of you. May is the month that I always, always dedicate to women, so I'm so delighted that uh, we are brought back forth into this beautiful, beautiful month to dedicate to all the mothers, to all the grandmothers, to all the aunties, mentors, big women, little women, all different colored women. We women are indeed very, very powerful. And just lately I read in a book that said, Women will be given visions for building the new world. Certain women who become leaders will attain stature as visionaries equal to that of Leonardo da Vinci and many other great artists and writers. These women will be enabled to see the outlines and even the details of what the new collective world will look like and be. Yes, The picture of the new society will be perceived through the visionary powers of women. We the mothers, grandmothers, aunties, and the mentors come here. And some will be the directors of the Hope Interfaith Center. Some of us will be staying home with our babies, raising our babies. Some of us will be in new politicians of the new world. Some of us will be physicians. And some of us will be in prison. And some of us will be actors, and some of us will be writers. I have, we are so lucky tonight, to have two visionaries on the show with us tonight. First, I would like to let our audience know that this is a pre-recorded program that was done on May 6th. This program took a bit of planning to get these two visionaries on for our recording tonight, and I'm so happy, as well as completely and totally honored to be doing this interview for our program tonight. So I would like to thank the Divine and all those who have been involved with bringing this into Divine Order. Certainly, I always say to my assistant, Jody Schultz, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And to Tom Westland, who does my tech work here, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I want to start out with a story about the woman who we will be talking to or listening to a tape who is now currently in prison. And her story and her accomplishments are indeed remarkable. She's one of those visionaries that are now working in prison for us. So this is a little bit about um, Patty's story. The title of this program is called No Time to Waste. During a stormy night in February of 1984, Bill Pruitt was murdered in his bed. And his wife, Patty Pruitt, was yanked from that bed and attacked. Due to shoddy rural police work and gender prejudice, Patty immediately became the only suspect. Although during the four-day jury trial, she was offered a plea agreement that would have freed her over 20 years ago, she refused, 
to plead guilty because she was not guilty. She was then sentenced to life with no parole for 50 years and was forced to leave her five young children who grew up, created families of their own, but they have remained very, very close to Patty, their mother, whom they love very, very much and know that she is innocent. Patty also experienced the tragic death of her son, Matthew, while in prison. Although heartbroken, Patty hit the prison grounds running and has continued to educate herself and implement programs to help her sister inmates and their children. She was on the board of PATCH, P-A-T-C-H, which means parents and their children, for over 15 years until that was disbanded. She then formed and facilitated Moms and Kids until it too was ended. Then she founded a 4-H club at her prison for the sole purpose of creating strong, loving family ties between prisoners and the children from whom they were separated. Patty's story continues. She has earned her Associates of Arts degree from Lincoln University. She has earned an Aerobics and Fitness Association of America certification as both a group exercise instructor and personal fitness trainer. She teaches aerobic classes and trains inmates to also become certified. She has also become a specialist in senior fitness as well as a youth fitness trainer. After all of these accomplishments, Patty Pewitt went on to join a prison performing arts program where she started writing poetry and writing plays. In August of last year, 2013, her one-act play called Clarity was performed at the Kennedy Center. This year, for her full-length play, The Day Room Club, she won the Bleak House Publishing Tazenda Literary Award for Best Play. Although Patty is a victim of crime, and she is victimized by the justice system, she, of course, is one of those powerful, powerful, powerful women that I dedicate this month to, who refuses to let the shadow of her wounds um, hold her down. Her work is that she makes every day on earth count. Now comes the other remarkable woman who we will be talking to this evening. Her name is Elizabeth Ann Townsend. She is a professional actress who studied and worked on stage and screen in New York City for a couple of decades. In 2001, she returned to her rural roots and enjoyed acting in Cleveland, where she lived for eight years before following her husband in 2011 um, to St. Louis. Immediately, she was embraced by the theater community in St. Louis. Elizabeth has performed in many wonderful productions in her three short years of residence. Recently, she received an award from the St. Louis Theater Circle for Best Supporting Actress. In May of 2013, Elizabeth's life was forever changed. After her final performance of a one-woman play, Nights in the Gardens of Spain, at a benefit for the producing theater, a board member of the Prison Performing Arts and a person unknown to her at the time, handed her two poems to read, astonished by the depth and the reality of the writing. All Elizabeth could say was, 
who wrote this. And this is where the story of how Patty Pruitt and Elizabeth Ann Townsend, two visionaries, came together. To, so I want you to all sit tight, everyone, and join me while I connect with um, a taping of Patty, who's going to be speaking to us, and also the other visionary, Elizabeth Ann Townsend. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm very, very well. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I am just so honored to be able to having this production here tonight because I do honor women in the month of May all uh, all the month. And her story and your story was remarkable to me, and that's the reason why I wanted to put the both of you on. Um, I want to let our audience know that tonight we are going to be listening to um, a taping of Patty. And Elizabeth, could you set that up for us to, tonight for our guests? Absolutely. It, it was impossible for Patty to be able to call in to the show because the way that I receive phone calls from her, she'll call and I'll hear this automated operator asking me if I will accept a call from a, an inmate and I have to press one. And so it would be impossible for her to be able to go through the process of, of reaching you that way. And you couldn't call her because she can't accept any calls no matter what. So um, we thought about, well, how can I record her? So on Sunday, um, I downloaded all this software, and she called me, and I was able to interview her with my equipment and send an MP3 to you all so that you could uh, hear her speak because there is no, no replacement for, for hearing Patty Pruitt herself tell you what she has to say with her spirit and her energy, and I'm so glad that it's possible. Thank you. Thank you. So I want all of our guests who are listening um, tonight to know that um, Tom on the other end of this is going to be helping me with the um, volume. And so, as always, open up your heart chakras, take a deep breath. And I always tell people when they are listening to something, there's something in it for everyone. And the only way that anyone can receive course is if you open up your heart chakra and I love talking to women women have been a big piece of my life and my recovery and my my strength and so I believe that it's important to have women have each other's backs and that's what I found that these two women came together that they have each other's backs Mm -hmm. and so as Patty speaks on this taping I ask everybody to open up your hearts and we'll just listen to Patty we the taping is about 17 minutes and uh, so Enjoy. Hi, Patty. Um, how have you, during these 28 years, mothered and grandmothered from prison your own kids and grandkids? First of all, I'm blessed to have a wonderful family, especially my parents who took my kids. Otherwise, there would have been no parenting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, got to have a support team yeah. up there.
uh, I wrote, a, uh, I still write them all the time, uh, make them gifts, uh, call them when I can. Uh, you've got to, uh, I counsel girls on this all the time, you have got to reach out, you've got to be a part of their lives. You can't just sit in your cell and think about them, you've got to let them know. And uh, we can make drawings, I crochet a lot of things for the kids. Uh, and my grandkids, and there again, I'm blessed because my own children have been so good to bring their children, otherwise I wouldn't know my grandkids at all, you know, if uh, my own children didn't make that possible. So it's a, it's a whole, it takes a village, it's a family effort. You can't do this all by yourself. Excellent, excellent. So how do you how do you mother and mentor the girls in prison as a fitness trainer, an aerobics instructor, and an acting director and coach? Describe how you bring a group of tough girls to success. It's easy. All, all, all kids want is somebody who cares about them. I, I can't tell you how many kids I've run run into during all these years who never ever had anybody listen to them who ever really cared about them. One time we had a birthday party for a young girl and she started crying like crazy and said it was the first birthday party she'd ever had. I, I, I don't even know how this happened, but it does happen. So as far as, uh, it's, it's not a hard thing. Don't be acting like I'm doing any heroic thing here. We got a bunch of kids who are looking for somebody who cares about them, and you got this old lady here who cares about them. So it's no big deal. It's a perfect match. And uh, I try to coax them into learning something and make something uh, open their horizons, do something different, and they want to. Um, you cannot. I mean, there's an old country saying you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. The girls who don't want to learn, they don't hang around me. But the ones who do want to learn something and to uh, expand the horizons and become something more than they thought they could be, they're there. It's so easy. It's not a big heroic thing. So don't act like I'm some wonderful person going around trying to save the world. The kids are here wanting it. Well, that's great. Well, so tell us how, how being a fitness trainer and aerobics instructor and an acting director and coach kind of fit in with all that. It's all the same thing. These are skills that uh, kids want to learn. And who doesn't want to give an opportunity? Who doesn't want to be better? Yeah. Who doesn't want to uh, learn something? Who doesn't want to give it a try? I know things are risky. That's the thing, try to get them back. This call is from a correctional facility and may be monitored and recorded. Wait, you didn't know that. Uh, to try to get them past the fear of uh, the unknown. You're right. But, but when you act stupid, when I act stupid, and, uh, you know, we're doing a routine and I fall over, they realize it's, it's okay for them to make a mistake, too. We're... We're here to have a good time and learn something. And we mess up, we mess up. We just try to get better and better and better. And that's it. 
sounds like, oh, this sounds really too stupid. But it's like the unconditional love. Once you open your heart and you love somebody, even when they make a mistake, they grow. They can't help it. They grow. That's so true. So, um, tell us about the uh, colored T-shirts uh, the girls will get when they complete their blast training. In here, um, we can only buy gray shirts. And it's dull. This is a dull prison, all gray. But when they finish their blast training and become certified uh, fitness professionals, instructors, personal trainers, personal fitness trainers, then uh, we are afforded the opportunity to order shirts that are different colors, like red and green and pink. And let me tell you, everybody's really excited because we're getting ready to order now because we just had two classes of girls who graduated, 100% of them too. Uh, we just, part of them became uh, group fitness instructors and part of them became personal fitness trainers. And uh, we made up a new logo put on the shirts, and the girls have been saving up their money uh, um, because they have to pay for their own shirts. But it's going to be like you can buy a green one and a red one in a prison full of gray. And I'm sure you can't even imagine no color in your life. But in a prison with no color, I mean, the walls are beige and uniforms are gray or tacky, and if there's no real color. To have a red shirt, Woohoo! That's big stuff. <laughs> so we're working on that now, and I cannot wait for all these kids to get their colored shirts on, and uh, you know we'll meet Miss Jam and teach her classes and stuff, and then they they feel special. And these are kids that never felt special. That's that's such a gift. Yes. Yeah, that is. Um, I know that. Uh, a play you wrote, wrote called The Day Room Club won a literary award for best play and you'll be performing this June in the prison. Can you tell us what the play is about? It's about exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it's set in the day room, set in my very day room where I am right now with uh, a assortment of uh, inmates and it's set in uh, like a couple of hours in the afternoon on a Saturday, and every bit of the dialogue I have heard or said or, uh, we didn't make up anything. In fact, it's kind of written organically because I listened and uh, wrote, and then when we got started doing our own play here, I asked the girls to listen for crazy conversations or things they thought would be kind of funny to put in it because we love comedy in prison. You know, so um, so people brought me little snippets of conversations that were hilarious. So it's 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 nothing but capturing a period of time. Of course, it's a play. It's not like we have a reality show, but it is kind of like a reality show. Other than everybody's going to be facing one way in the stage thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's things that we've said, things that we've done. Yeah. One girl gets angry on the telephone. We see that all the time. Uh, another girl's worried because her baby doesn't know her. We see that all the time. These are all little scenarios and conversations 
that are common in here, but I'm hoping that the free people who get to see our play will see that it's no, what we're doing is no different than when I was in college talking to girls in the day room there. We're, we're not monsters, we're no different. Everybody's worried about their family. Uh, basically, that is the main worry every woman has in here. Worrying about her children, worrying about her sick mama, worrying about things that are happening out there that she has no control over. And other, uh, most college coeds are not concerned about their family. I wasn't at that time. But in here, that is the main thing. So it was so simple to write, really. It was just snapshot of what we do and say. Hmm, that's great. That's great. You know, Patty, I've seen many people over all these years, and I see how people complain about spilled milk. What is one thing you would like to share with our audience tonight before we end? Well, for heaven's sakes, lighten up. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) whatever terrible has happened to you, Something worse has happened to somebody else, or is right this minute. So I say, count your blessing. It could always be worse. When somebody says, oh my gosh, it couldn't get any worse than this, I say, don't say that! Because <laughs> <laughs> it could! <laughs> so when I, sometimes, I, TV really bothers me. When people are just complaining because they didn't have the right shoes to match their dress or something, it makes it not going. Are you kidding? I mean, you're free. You can run around barefoot in the yard. You're going to complain about something. <laughs> so that's one of my pet peeves. Don't complain. <laughs> another pet peeve is excuse. I tell the girls, excuse is just a lie. So don't give me any excuses. That's great. That is so great. Um, would you do you happen to have a poem there available that you could read? Yeah, I've got um, I've got the one about being locked up twenty eight years, and I've got the one that uh, I wrote about Daddy that just won the pen writing contest. What do you think? Let's do both. Okay, which first? Um, the one the one about your daddy. Okay. This is a true story, and uh, it's called About the Family Down the Road. Fire, Daddy called to the pre-dawn darkness, pointing his gloves south toward the Jackson place. I dropped my feed bucket to rush with him. Like yard gnomes, they stood barefoot in the snow, watching flames devour the old farmhouse roof. Our truck slid to a stall on ice gravel, and we pushed past the nightgowned clan to brave the hell. I hurled roars of clothes and bedding out on snow until Daddy roared, Get out! Volunteer firemen arrived in time to douse the rock foundation, then spit and scratched. Dead-eyed statues stared where the house had been. A rust bucket braked with a squeal out front, honking for the strangers to leap inside. Black exhaust stained the snow where they had been. Built heavy for our blessings, we 
rode home, haunted by this girl and offspring, who seemed stunned but not shocked by their smoldering loss. Then Daddy's voice stabbed the silence with, That's the warmest that old house ever was. <laughs> and that won the Penn Award? Yes, yes. Uh, not first prize, third prize. Excellent, excellent. That's great. Yeah. That's beautiful. So let it read the other one, Patty. Okay, though. The reason I like the one I just read is because Daddy actually said that, and that was so Daddy. I love that. Yeah. This one, uh, you challenged me to write <laughs> on on the anniversary of my 28th year in prison. And I call it, What Can I Say? When it hits me that I've been caged for 28 full years, when shoulder pads, high-waisted pleated jeans, big hair bands were all the rage, when eight tracks and cassette tapes, thick TV, rotary phones, road maps were the norm, and gas didn't cost an arm and a leg. When social media referred to the wedding slash engagement page of the paper, only birds tweeted, a text was a serious book, phones couldn't slip into pockets, internet might have been a brand of hairspray, certificates of deposit were CDs, Table was a very thick rope. Pot was far from legal. When my hair was dark, all my teeth were in my mouth. Only my cotton clothes were wrinkled. When I reveled in barefoot grass walking, trampoline jumping, horseback riding, star tracking from the hood of an old pickup, huge family get-togethers, and dozing in the embrace of my precious sons and daughters who were all underage and alive. When it hits me that I've been caged for 28 long years. <laughs> That's really beautiful, Patty. You really said it. You really said Pass it. for it. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was like, what could I say? So I just named it that. I don't even know what to say. I think that's perfect. I think that's absolutely perfect. I love it. Now, um, I just wanted to say here that you can answer this or not. It's up to you. But this is what Nancy said. Patty, I left out what is your belief in God and are you angry at God for the injustice that has happened to you? And she says you can answer it if you want to, but you don't have to if you don't want to. I don't know. Well, as far as being angry at God, what would be the use in that? I know. Uh, nothing that happens is wasted. So how could you be angry? I mean, whatever happens in our lives is not wasted. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure Job didn't feel that way during parts of his trials, but when you look back, any 
any bad thing that ever happened always had, you know, like Donna Williams, uh, Donna May says, you don't know if something's a blessing or a curse. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. Well, this is great. Is there anything else you want to say? Because I think we got our questions in. I don't think so. Okay. I'm sure I didn't do a good job of describing anything, but uh, you know what embarrasses me? I'm not doing anything special here. I'm just a mama that's locked up with a bunch of kids that need to be mothered, and that's it. Well, that's huge. Okay, so I'm going to end the recording, okay? Okay, okay. Oh, my. Um, <clears throat> I had listened to part of that, Elizabeth, not mm-hmm. all of that. And <laughs> I am crying because that last poem about being locked up, you know, for 28 years of of her life, of someone's life. Yeah. And all I can think of is, wow, 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 wow. This is some type of a energetic being who is definitely, definitely, definitely one of the light workers in prison. I mean, I could tell it in her voice on her poems, uh, humble, you know, don't make me out to be anything other than who I, I mean, wow, wow. She's amazing, and you should see her with the uh, with the girls there. She is so, they just love her, and the guards love her too. She's such a bright, bright, bright light. Wow, wow. Well, yeah. Um, let's go on, if I may, to some of mm-hmm. the questions that I have for you. Um, mm-hmm. Would you like to tell our audience who are listening tonight just a little bit more about your relationship with Patty and why her life has grabbed you so much? Oh, sure. Well, well first of all, I have to say that... Um, when I was doing that show and I met the board member whose name is Danny Cole and he handed me the, the two poems, I had been asking God and the universe for guidance. I'm a middle-aged woman who is an actress and a writer, and I've always thought that there was something for me to do that was outside of somebody else's script, something I needed to do. And and at that age in my life, in my mid-50s, where either I was going to become inspired and start again or I was going to start to retire and um, and I was way too young for that. And when he handed me those poems, it, and I read them, and I said, who wrote this? It was like that tingling of the spirit that says, here you go, here you go, because he wanted someone to do a one-woman show. And so then I met her, Patty, for the first time in July of last summer. She was doing um, uh, a one-act play with Prison Performing Arts, and I had had the, the privilege and the leg up of having read uh, several of her letters that she had uh, put together in a manuscript called Catching Lightning in a Jar. So I knew a heck of a lot about her, and she knew very little about me. But it became very obvious to both of us that we were kindred spirits. And so then I would visit her. I visit her quite a bit. I, I can only go on Fridays. 
and uh, we've gotten to know and love each other. I've been to her family in Kansas City and gotten to know her father. I was so blessed before he passed away. He was an amazing, amazing man, and, and her children and her mother and some, some of her friends who went through the trial with her and all of that. So um, I just love her. We're sisters under the skin, and um, so... And that's why I'm so thrilled to to be bringing her story out into the light of the world because one of the things that she says is, you know, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive in here. And she's dead to the world, you know. So that's that's why we're doing it. Oh, would you like to read the two poems that kind of struck you um, to write this oh. play about Patty? Yes, yes. The first, uh, the first poem Danny gave me was, is called Keep It Real. <clears throat> I'm an aging toe-tagger slated to die in prison. I pray to God to change the law or discover, uncover the murderer so I can once again be free before I die in here. If I were free, I'd run with my children and grandchildren in my father's timber. His ponies I would ride. That would be my heaven. In case you haven't guessed it, I'm a country gal. For 20 years, I've awakened to the yell of, Count time! But each day, I do my level best to bring joy and color and humor to my gray and noisy life. I mother my young friends in here, and like my own children, my prison kids bring music and dance and laughter to my heart and soul. To the uninitiated, life in prison is worse than you could ever imagine, and not as bad as you might think. The injustice kills us bit by bit, the injustice that brings us to this hellhole of red buildings, the injustice that keeps us here. Tupac told us to keep it real. Well, it's real tough, real hard to live behind razor wire fence forever until I die and they put my name on a tag on my toe. That's real. That's real for me. And it says under this that it's this assignment was their first assignment and they were to write who am i so that's the first one the second one is called yeah yes if you want to that was that was an amazing can you imagine being handed that here read this (laughs) yeah yeah i mean really it's really astounding and you know i just had a weekend with my children and grandchildren and so when i hear i i can't believe how anybody cannot connect to the disjustice of all of this, the injustice of all of it. And oh. wow. Wow. All I yes. can say is wow. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Danny says, Oh, you like that one. How read this. <laughs> this man carries these in his pockets and he shows it to anyone who will read it. So it's called visitation. She looks good. Doesn't she? They come to visitation and agree. She's well-preserved, they always say, as they closely inspect for signs of decay. She looks good, doesn't she? Politely paying respects to me. My loved ones add, she's holding up well. Lord knows I wouldn't if I were in hell. Mausoleum, mortuary, they scurry from this place I'm buried. Cheerily chanting convincingly, she looks good, doesn't she? Yes, very natural she appears. Contentedly, they wipe their tears. But my decomposing remains still rot under blind eyes that see it not. When finally I give up my ghost, I'll no longer be my own funeral host. 
My old carcass, please, quickly cremate. Much too long I've lain in state. She wrote that May 3rd, 2005. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can tell why those two poems kind of grabbed you energetically. And, you know, I love the fact that you said you were kind of asking creator, God, source, expanded self, whatever one wants to call this divine energy, you know, help me find my next step, help me find the next piece of my journey. And I I just turned 60, so I went away for a while to kind of do the same thing. And um, mm-hmm. so I honor and respect you that you did that and that you're coming forward with, with Patty's life. So, um, so I heard that you're trying to get support to put on Patty's play here. Um, how is yes. that project going for you and the writing going for you? Is the play all done? Is it all created and ready to go or the 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 play is not completed it is uh in process but we're very very far along with it um so i'm i'm very pleased about that uh there was a lot about needing to um needing to really channel patty needing to really know her and and i've got wonderful material that i've been writing and a lot of uh, a lot of it is going to be her poetry some of her letters. I'm going to be playing different characters in her life to help tell her story. She will be the main character, but I will play one of her daughters, her father, uh, the woman Donna May that she was talking about who had spent 12 years with her in her prison, uh, a friend of hers who uh, went through the trial process with her. So um, I'm interviewing and getting all of these things put together to begin rehearsing in June. So that's where that is, and we um, have a, a fiscal sponsor. Uh, it's Prison Performing Arts, which is the organization through which I, I met her in the first place, and there are donors who are contributing to that for the creation of the play and the production, and, and it's a tax-free donation. And for anyone who is interested in helping to support this project and bring Patty Pruitt's uh, life and times on stage, you can make a tax-free donation uh, to prisonperformingarts.org, um, and there's a category in, called donations, and you would scroll down to in honor of so that they would know that that is uh, slated for Patty's play, or you can call 314-289-4190. So it is my intention to have this play up and going by the fall, and we have many uh, possible venues for it in St. Louis, in Kansas City, uh, in colleges around the the state. I want to take it throughout the country, anywhere I can possibly take it, so that that Patty's uh, life and situation will be known, and that the tipping point, you know, that universal tipping point, uh, can happen, where the governor oh. will say. This woman needs to be free. So it's coming along well. Is that, you know, Mm -hmm. when I know Nancy talked to me, um, and I want everybody to know that Nancy is one of Patty's best friends, and Patty's one of Nancy's best friends, and Nancy belongs to the Hope Interfaith Center, so I know her well. So how often do names come up for the governor to... um, um, uh, give an opportunity for a person to be out of prison. Well, generally, generally they. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure the answer to okay. that, but I know he mm-hmm. has 
commuted no sentences, but generally it, it comes to the four in, in December in that, in that November, December time of year where the, where the big push is. But he hasn't commuted. He hasn't let anyone out of prison. This uh, Governor Nixon hasn't. Uh, okay, so, interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, like always, as my listeners and when people come to the Hope Interface Center, I believe that the reason why the two of you came together is so much bigger than you and Patty put together. Um, do you feel like you're being used by the divine for a bigger reason, a bigger bigger picture? And do you know what that reason is? Well, I, I can I can tell you that I sincerely hope so. And by the way that my asking was answered, I'm convinced it is so. Um, Patty is such a powerful spiritual force. It's not that she would never want me to say that, but she really is. And she's a powerful advocate for her sisters in prison. She has helped get many of them uh, commuted sentences. And, I could ju- and what she was doing before she was in prison was amazing. Um, she just has such an influence. She's contagious. She's mm-hmm. just such a strong force. So I believe that I'm, I, my purpose at this point in my life is to, is to bring her back out into the larger community for whatever. Just being around her is, uh, is a contagious joy of life kind of real, real person. So I, I do believe that, and I think that I have been waiting all my life to have an opportunity to, I feel like I've been gathering and, and been offered all my life, you know, these these gifts of um, the wonderful training I've had as an actor and a writer to bring this together, to, to show women uh, what powerful women can do in horrific uh, uh, situations and circumstances and rise above it and inspire these girls to have that kind of hope and, and reach for that kind of connection with the universe so that they too can extend themselves into their world and trust uh, that they will, their lives will be fulfilling for the world around them. So, yes, it's my hope and it is definitely my cause. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah. I'm a follower of the 13 indigenous grandmothers, and some people know of the indigenous grandmothers, and, and someone brought the, the women to my attention, and they are 13 women from different continents that are obviously indigenous, and they've come together to travel the world to bring women together in circles and bring women together in groups, and they have some very um, specific teachings just for women and one of their teachings is about um, um, they really believe through their prophecies, through their visions they receive, that women are needed and women are here to kind of restore balance to the world, very, very unbalanced world. And so when I read Patty's story and how the two of you connected, and it just seemed like something was bigger that was happening than the two of you. And so the indigenous mothers call um, women lots of times, they call them the yin machines. And what yin machines are, are those women who are vehicles. They're actually used as a vehicle of the promise of hope, of the promise to bring balance, the promise to bring love onto the planet, to bring justice and fairness to Hello? the world. Can you hear me? The, the connection is kind of bad. I can't hear oh. you. 
Okay, well, we'll try this again. Um, so did you hear the part about yin machines that the indigenous women call us yin machines, that we are vehicles and that we're here to bring justice and fairness to the world? So, you know, obviously you are a change age. Can you hear me? Um, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. You're breaking up. Okay, that's too bad. Um, well, could you share, um, hopefully we can get the last poem on and then I'll end it, but could you share Patty's last poem that she shared with sure. you? Can you hear me clearly? Yes, I can hear you clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I will indeed. It's called Hopefully, and it was written December eighteenth, two 2013. Hope is no longer the same young girl who danced with the moon, prayed to the stars, beamed at the sun, glided with the wind, delighted in fresh starts of clean snow, expecting a joyous free tomorrow, trusting happily ever after. Bent under disappointment's weight, stiffened, petrified by rejections, wounded that Grandma was so wrong when she swore that the truth will set us free. Hope hobbles, fights to stay on her feet, but will not give in, give up, give out. Wow. It's <laughs> um, powerful, 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 powerful. I'm going to ask one more question. Hopefully you'll be able to hear this. Since this program is dedicated to women, 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 mothers, grandmothers, aunties, um, mentors, what's one thing that you can think that you would like to say to the women listening to this story about Patty? What's one thing do you want women to really understand about the story of Patty Pruitt? I, what comes to me is Patty's motto, leave the suffering to the miserable. Live the day that you're in. Live right now. Every day you wake up, you're blessed with that day, no matter where you are, and use it. Use your time. Uh, I think that that is, that's Patty Pruitt. That's Patricia Pruitt. And I'm so lucky to have her in my life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you. I'm apologizing for the um, what was ever happening here, but maybe it was the spirit, the Holy Spirit coming in, bringing powerful energy in for all of our listeners. So thank you for sharing. Um, uh, I, I I am honored. I feel privileged. I feel empowered by what you are saying about what Patty uh, brought forth in her interview. Thank you for going the extra yard to bring uh, Patty's information and what you're doing as a woman here upon the planet. So I will think of you, think of you, think of you, and Patty, as we honor mothers on Mother's Day as well. So I thank you so very much. Thank you. And thank you so very much. Thank you. Well, we are coming to the closing of this program this evening, but I do want to let everyone know that I personally was able to also talk to Patty, which I felt so honored last night. She called me and and we talked, and one of the things that I asked her personally was, how do you stay so positive? You know, how do you stay positive when you're in prison? And one of the things she said, you know, um, Hope, we have to, be in laughter. We have to laugh. We have to laugh. We have to laugh. We have to laugh. So humor is one of those big, big things that I um, 
heard from Patty as we go forward. And and what you heard in the interview is that don't take things so seriously. Don't th- take things so seriously. The other thing that I thought was remarkable, and she said, we know she had to go pretty soon because there was a long line behind her waiting to use this phone. And so I asked her as a um, teacher, as a helper to many women, um, because I see her really doing the same exact thing in prison that I'm doing at the Hope Interfaith Center. And I asked her, so what do you do when you have people around you and people are kind of um, falling um, all out of place? And she said to me, well, I want to help rescue women from the well, but I don't want to fall in the well with them. And I said, that's what I want to end the program with because I think that's really, really important is that um, uh, what I see Patty doing and as women as we stand together one-to-one and have each other's backs is that our job is to help rescue women from the well but not to fall into the well with them and, and, um, and also to count your blessings. What I have learned from this program especially after being with my children and grandchildren and will once again have the freedom to be with my children and grandchildren and wear colors. I mean, just the fact that she was talking about that can you only imagine your life without color? And I can't imagine my life without color. And So I just want to say, Patty, I honor you. I respect you. I believe that you are a being of white light that's here to help our planet, and especially helping these young young women who are in prison with you. Um, we women must come together to use our power in service for the collective transformation that is happening on our planet. And I believe that our greatest way of doing this is by coming together in the energy of our sisterhood. The power of people who open their hearts with no judgment, I believe, is so great We need to suspend judgments as part of the preparation to come into circle to make changes through love. I want to just say that one more time. We just need to suspend judgment as part of the preparation to come into the circle to make changes through love. We are the ones that we have been waiting for. We are the ones that are blazing the travel and the trail to the new world and to the new earth. Gradually, what's not useful to this new world will eventually be put aside. Hopefully, we will begin to put aside. And if this program, even for just a few of you, if you could put aside um, what has happened to you and just be like, Patty, I'm here. I'm blazing a trail. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to use my life to bring more light into, um, you know, for her, it's for prison. I'm going to use my life. I'm going to use my life. I'm going to use my life. And she is. Then only love and only light will remain. With tonight's talk, truly know that we are all equally valuable to the whole. And we are all equally important to the contribution of our new world and to make it a better place to be. And if Patty can do this from prison, women, let's rally. Let's collectively come together, do a tipping point not only for dearest Patty, but also for humanity. 
so this has been a remarkable program. Once again, I thank everybody. Um, Elizabeth, if you're still on, I would like you to just give that number and how we can support you on putting on this play to do the tipping point for our sister Patty in prison. Would you give that once again? Absolutely. I would be very happy to. It's Prison Performing Arts is the organization. So it's prisonperformingarts.org. And what you would do is you'd, you'd say that you, there's a donation uh, selection and you scroll down to the category of in honor of and you would say Patty Pruitt play, P-R-E-W-I-T-T. Or you could call Prison Performing Arts at 314-289. We will get that to you. We couldn't hear her. Um, something happened on the other end. And so what we will do is we will make sure that we have that on our uh, website. And you can contact us if you want to know more about the Hope Interfaith Center, please go to our new website on www.hopeinterfaithcenter.com. You can become friends with us on our Facebook, or you can contact us at 507-386-1242. I want to thank you all for joining us. I am going to end with a poem, another poem. This isn't Patty's poem. This, this is a poem for all women to stand together as one. It is called I No Longer Want to Be Better Than You by Katie Stevenson Worth. In my heart of hearts, I no longer want to be better than you, smarter than you, thinner than you, prettier than you, faster than you, stronger than you, more accomplished than you, more creative than you, a better mother than you, a better friend than you, or even better educated than you, anything more than you. I want to walk this path with my sisters side by side, in awe of who you are, in awe of what your gifts are, to see you only in love and light, with your beauty shining through, just as you are. And I want you to see me the same way, for I really do love you, just as you are. I only thought I had to be better in order for you to love me. I now drop this cloak of outshining at the gate. It has been such a heavy burden, an unnecessary burden, a self-imposed burden. Will you still love me, being just as I am, in my heart of hearts? I know you will. Namaste. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Once again, I thank you for allowing this special, special broadcast We've had some glitches, but what a wonderful opportunity to be able to talk to Patty, a woman in prison, who is doing so much good for the world and so much good for women. I thank you, Elizabeth, for being my um, confidant and the woman who is a liaison between I and Patty as we move forward. I wish you the best of luck in your play. 
as we move into our new world. Um, Tonight, I say namaste, namaste, namaste until we meet again. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind, be gentle, be loving, be true.